for another episode of According to RP on WJMS Radio. It's your girl, Rita Pierre, your host. And today we have back on the mic, PB. Paul Bromley is back in the house. Paul, say hello. What's going on, everybody? We're back We're back to back this time. What's, what's, what's Listen, a new record? It, it is a new record because, you know, <laughs> we usually will do a show and then like a month and a half later, we'll be back. <laughs> right, right, right. But we made a, we made a pledge. Um, yes. and we're honoring our, um, honor, honor our commitment, no matter how difficult it was to do so today. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I don't know if it's because of the, I feel like whenever it's rainy and gloomy outside, yeah. like things just hit the fan. Like, Correct. so, Correct. but we made it, it was a little, yeah. it was touch and go for a little while. Yeah. It was touch and go. Here we are. Here we are. We made it. <laughs> But I'm really happy that we were able to come back. Uh, I know we left off last show with just a couple of ideas still percolating. And we're like, man, we cannot have a three hour show today. So we, you know, we did what was best. We ended appropriately and we, you know, made made preparations to come back. So yeah. I'm really excited about today's conversation as this week, a lot of stuff developed. Oh man, it was crazy. It was a busy week, right? Yeah. A lot <laughs> of things ended up developing, which is why I'm kind of happy, I guess, that we didn't have some conversations last week. Right. It would have been kind of premature. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. See how the spirit be moving? Is, hey, Jesus is real. I know. Listen, Listen. he yeah. is here. He is watching <laughs> over the According to RP show. <laughs> the presence of the Lord is felt yes, on amen. this platform. Hallelujah. <laughs> so i guess before we get into the meat of the show we have to go through some of our preliminaries we're going to try to keep it light today because last week was pretty heavy this week will probably be i wouldn't say heavy but it will be you know a lot of intellectualism i think going on in the conversation although we will be throwing some of these uh these these i guess all these rappers some some of this contemporary modern conversation i guess we have I'm a, i i think that i can actually make it through this week without cussing too so i think so too i mean last week we actually did i think the only time that the curse words escaped our mouths is when we were just extra frustrated because we were yes. really talking about some heavy stuff agree um yeah but i think but I, I think today, yeah i think we'll be able to keep it keep, keep it, it clean uh, keep it sunday I, sunday best yeah this, this i might time. be able to check off i i might have i might be able to not check explicit the e? this week you know what? And the reason why I even made this comment is I was looking at I was looking back at the podcast um last week mm-hmm. and I was listening back to some of my old episodes. And I was looking at um like which episodes have like the E and I was like, damn, every episode that I'm on There's a e, yeah. you are the one. You yeah. are the one, my friend. I did, I don't think I've, I I don't know if I posted last week's yet to someone. I know they it, it's up on some platforms, but yeah. I think Spotify. I still have to post it back up on Spotify. I think that's the only platform it might not be on right now. Right. But yes, all the all the episodes E is with Paul. I said <laughs> I said you know I'm gonna mess Rita's money up. Let me let me. Let me not let me not piss off the sponsors. Let me. Uh man, like. I mean, listen. I, I feel like in the, the day it's about the content and the quality. Are there people who might have issues? But here's the thing: like these words are all over the place now. I mean, mainstream yeah. television. There are words that 
I never thought in my life would make it onto the big screen. And they're like regular words, right? So, yeah. yeah. So I'm actually not, I mean, we're not that show. Like, you know, the, the curse words come out usually frustration or whatever. We're not out here every other word is a bleep like some of the platforms yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not f-bombing all over the place so if, i mean it's if, not like a real life conversation that we would have where there exactly. would be F-bombs, you know, exactly i mean out, outside of this was a different story <laughs> uh being attorneys especially starting off where we started off um it's it's like if you're not cursing oh yeah there's a problem with you that's like, why i learned that's why i learned to curse i mean that's why i became comfortable yeah, pretty That's much. That's what made me comfortable. When I was in meetings <laughs> and they were looking, they're dropping F-bombs, your supervisor, and they're looking at you, um, avoiding, and they're just, it's like, do you think you're better than me? Like, what's Yeah, pretty here? much. Been there. Yeah, man. So, But now <laughs> I curse like a sailor, and uh, I like it. <laughs> yeah, me too. It fits. It works for me. It works for me. It, works, yeah. it, might, it might not work for everybody. <laughs> um, but it's a problem, though. You know, when you're somebody who is active in the church, and these words be slipping while you in the house of the Lord. Um, but then I go back and I'm like, God knows my heart. Right. He knows right. who I am. Is is this word going to keep me from the kingdom? You know, you got to make those types of uh, yeah. analysis. Like, is that going to keep me from the kingdom ultimately? You just got to figure it out. Got to figure it out. You got to see what's best for you. That's you know? all you can do. That's all you can do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're going to start off with the Urban Dictionary Word or Phrase of the Week. So it's now time for the Urban Dictionary Word or Phrase of the Week. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? May I have the definition? Um, what does keep keep mean? What's on fleek? Can you use it in a sentence? Popping with fleek, Gillette. And it's going to be lit. Major key. It's time for the Urban Dictionary Word or Phrase of the Week. And this week's, I guess, phrase is rat liquor. Uh, I'm, I'm not even going to ask. Keep on. You go ahead. Uh, <laughs> because we, you know, just had it, whole, we just had this whole conversation about it being explicit. and Yeah. I'm going yeah. to let you do this. Go okay. Ahead. Rat liquor. Um, a person who refuses to wear a mask. Or take any of the basic precautions to help society prevent an airborne illness during an epidemic. Um, In reference to the bubonic plague spread uh, by rats. Okay. So the example is, I went to the mall for some new underwear, but had to leave too many rat liquors. And, you know, it's funny because I just saw a post. I'm going to see if I could actually even pull it up. Yeah, I I was going to bring it up too. Uh, I don't know. Let's see if it's the same post, though. Um, I don't know if it's the same, same post. Wait, where's this DJ? There he goes. Um, I saw a post where it was like some fly. I don't know how legit this is, but it was outside of a store window. And it says, as an American, you have a right to not wear a mask. But just like you, businesses have a right to not let you in and not serve you. You can't have it both ways. You are free to make a choice, but that means accepting the consequences of your action. Screaming at employees and businesses for protecting their workers and customers do not make you a patriot. It makes you an asshole. There goes explicit for this week. Um, (laughs) um, Don't make don't make a mistake inconvenience or no, don't mistake inconvenience for oppression. I like that. 
Yeah, I did too. And where where was that? Was that here in New York? Or I don't know it? if it was here in New. York. It had to have been. I think. Well, here's the thing. It's hard to know these these days because people be reposting things. You don't you don't know if they actually took the picture themselves. Yeah. But it was a DJ. Uh, one of the I guess one of these famous DJs in New York that that posted it and i read it and i was like this is so true because even now i am still witnessing people getting into arguments with store clerks oh yeah and employees over the mask and i'm hearing these ridiculous things well i my doctor said i can't wear a mask well you know what if that's the case you need to walk around with your doctor's note one um or you should probably you just stay in the house Yes, order, order, you know, Fresh Direct, order Amazon, order. There's so many services now. Like I get Instacart. I rarely ever go to the supermarket. And that was doctor, before the pandemic. If your doctor's telling you that, then you're obviously like in a very, um, you know, uh, prone, uh, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you're sensitive to, yeah. you, know, you, you can easily catch diseases. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So you should probably, if your if your doctor's worth any salt, he's just not going to tell you. Oh well, you you can go do whatever you want, but no, you can't wear a mask because he's probably going to tell you. Because if he's worth anything, he's going to tell you because of everything that's going on. You should probably stay in the house to get other people to run your errands exactly. because you may have respiratory issues, but you need to wear a mask to protect yourself, and you can't wear them for that long of a period. So you should probably get someone else to run your errands. Not just don't wear a mask. Yeah, and the thing too, it's like I mean I've seen so many. You know, TikTok is another source of information nowadays. You know, it's it's almost like, you know, the medical dictionary, like, right, or or the American Journal of, of Medicine, TikTok. Like, you have all these doctors and experts or whatever using TikTok as a platform to share information. But they were even talking about the surgical masks, right? That, like, and they had, like, the oxygenation um, thing on their finger mm-hmm. for, like, you know, for, like, periods of time to show that, even with the mask, your oxygenation is still like 98%, 99%. Like there really yeah. isn't much of a change period yeah. with your oxygenation. So this whole idea that, you know, you the mask is preventing you from breathing, uh, it depends on what type of mask. Maybe if you're wearing a double layered cotton, you right. know. If you're wearing like a regular bandana or like a t-shirt. Yeah. Homemade that, ones, yeah, you, yeah, you might. But like if you're wearing something that, you know, has been created for the purpose of like surgical or you know keeping dust particles even mm-hmm. one of those masks like there has to be some level of breathability in those in yeah. order for them to even be on the market so exactly so i mean i haven't used i haven't heard anybody refer to this you know to these people i mean i've heard people refer to these people who refuse to wear masks as many different things rat liquor has not been one of them no. uh, and i don't think that people will use rat liquor um to ever describe somebody who's not wearing a mask. Yeah. Now I did also read about, um, a, a outbreak of the bubonic plague that is in, in China. And oh, I think God. it was also a case in Colorado <laughs> as God. a matter of fact. So, you know, don't speak too soon because you know, Jesus. Jesus. maybe this, we don't know. It's 2020. We don't know. The bubonic plague is, is, is making a comeback. <laughs> oh my so God. Maybe, maybe, maybe rat liquor will, will become a part of the lexicon. We'll, we'll just have to, um, just have to wait and see. Oh, Jesus but if it does, I'm going to give you credit first for bringing it back to the mix. Listen, listen. I, yes, give me my credit. Give me my credit. This is crazy. I feel so. What's next? Polio? Like, what is happening know. here? I have no idea. But I definitely read that this week. Like The bubonic um, plague. And yeah. why Why are these? I mean, listen, I might sound a little ignorant right now, but why, why are all of these things originating from Asia? 
Uh, you know, I, I have no idea. I have I'm no like, idea. I mean, it's not even on some like shadiness, but it's just like the bubonic, like <clears throat> bubonic plague, though. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I'd have to look. I, I'd actually have to research that to, to what even is understand. Yeah, I have no idea. Just no clue. Sense. Yeah, I can't take this anymore. I mean. I'm now able to be out, you know, in the parks and walking the street and like living, I guess, what would be called my best life. I mean, this is, this <laughs> or, or, or what you can make. A what I can. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if this is my best, I mean, I don't, I, we're doomed, but yeah, this is what pretty my best much. life is. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but, yeah. But I'm just like, I can't, I cannot go through another lockdown for the bubonic plague. Like at that point, Paul, you will not see me. Period. I'm just gonna bubble wrap everything. Yeah. I can't. I can't do the bubonic. I can't. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm nah. barely able. I'm. I'm barely surviving Corona. Right. <laughs> so I guess we'll just wait and see. You know what? What happens with that? But it, it it appears to be you know contained to just a certain village in um in, in oh, China. God. So God. um and I, I haven't heard. I, I had actually heard about the little case in Colorado, like a month or so ago, a couple of months maybe. And it seems to be contained. So, you know, maybe we we'll won't have anything to worry about. But I'm just saying, if Red Liquor comes back, it'll be because of you. It will be because of me. It'll be and, because and of the, me. And the bubonic. Yes. <clears throat> Mercy. I, I, need, I need the angels to surround this little town in China. Yeah, pretty much. And, 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 and contain that. Yeah. Bubble wrap uh, that. Do what that, you got to do. That I don't have time for. I'm going to start, I'm going to start, I mean, you know, I'll have to start in, you know, putting these, 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 these names and these countries and these cities in prayer. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> there, there we have it. Rat yeah. liquor. <laughs> who, knew, who knew we'd end up here? Who here knew? Who yeah. knew? I mean, look. <laughs> All right, then. Well, we're on to, you know, my favorite segment of the show. I keep saying favorite. All, the whole show is my favorite, but I guess I feel like I, I got to find something to say. So to introduce this segment. So All right. <laughs> it's time for the Big Up of the Week. So this week, I don't actually have an individual big up. Um, I was just telling you like offline, like I feel like I just want to be able to encourage those that are doing the amazing things in the streets. Mm -hmm. We are seeing a lot of black businesses forming. So not just profit, not just for profit businesses, but non for profit, especially in like Brooklyn, like in the Flatbush, Flatbush section. There's I've encountered in the last couple of weeks, I've encountered a lot of, you know, people from the community that's wanting to create nonprofit organizations to help children in particular, mm -hmm. to help seniors. So there's a lot of, um, you know, philanthropic. Um, I don't know, sentiments and, and desires in our communities now. I think with this coronavirus pandemic, we are learning and we are seeing that we only, we have ourselves only, right? We can't rely so much on the man anymore because the man can care less about us. And we have to be able to, you know, to work together and to take, take back our blocks and to take black, our black, take back our communities. And so I've been seeing a lot of that. Like I, I ran into a woman who was like, you know, she's going to start like this, um, 
non-for-profit for kids and like double dutch like even little things like that you know i think it's so important to be able to have these focused programming because our kids i think this year alone with these last you know several months with this coronavirus has showed us how important it is to pour into these kids because right now they don't have that structure of being in school and having recess and playing with kids. So they like, they've lost like a lot of after school programming is like gone. A lot of these kids are not in, in home settings where they have access to virtual Mm -hmm. learning and they don't have the tools for it. So, um, yeah, so I definitely wanted to just shout out all of these organizations that are out here really, really, really like doing um, amazing things and, 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 and creating these businesses and creating these these um, platforms for ki- like not just for the kids, but for people, you know, the less fortunate in the community, the elderly and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, you know I, I think you hit the nail on the head when you're when you're talking about, you know, the necessity um, you know, of these types of organizations uh, to try to, you know, uplift and strengthen our kids, um, their, their minds and their bodies um, throughout this, um, <clears throat> throughout this season, um, you know, because our kids really are, you know, our, our kids are strong, they're resilient, you know, and, you know, being so young, sometimes they really can't communicate, you know, everything that's going on, but they're being impacted just as much as we are, you know, um, lack of socialization, um, you know, you have your kids who were graduating from high school who weren't able to, you know, have their ceremonies. And I know a lot of kids starting college now who are, you know, this was like their big moment to get away from home and get away from mom and dad and go learn and go experience your freshman year, you know, and now you're sitting at home still learning remotely Yeah, <laughs> in, in your bedroom, you know, a, a whole college student with your mama around. I would have, I would have jumped out of a window. Oh, personally. No, I would have. I, myself. I mean, you not know, to make light of suicide, but I'm just no, saying. No, 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 no. Yeah, of course not. Of course not. Um, but, but you know, but you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I would have, I mean, what would I, I don't know what I would do. Like, yeah, I, it's just a lot, <laughs> you know. So I think that, you know, anybody who, you know, a big up definitely to those in the community who are, you know, taking notice of, you know, what's going on, uh, you know, with our children and, and, and you know, making the um, the initiatives and the, um, the programs uh, available. To um to help keep them keep them afloat during this time, definitely. Yeah, so big big up, shout out, you know, hand clap. Yeah, <laughs> to you. all that. So with every high, uh, there is a low. Um, every every time. Every time, it, like it never, it never ceases to amaze me the types of lows that we are seeing in twenty twenty in this new millennium. Forget twenty twenty, yeah. like in this in this new millennium. It is so interesting sometimes. Which is which is still a new millennium, by the way. Yeah. We're still very young into this millennium, and it's already a complete shit show. Yeah. Censor notice again already. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's you know, <laughs> and you know what gets me? It's from a lot of these lows and womp womps are coming from educated people. Seemingly. Formally trained Mm. Ivy League trained and not to say I mean some people are like well that doesn't mean anything but it should because when you're in these settings you are taught on a global level really you're not you're not just focused like you are in in the presence of people from all over the world if we're talking about Ivy League you know we have people Mm -hmm. who lead who are legit international students in your classrooms yeah there is, it's definitely a, a melting pot to some extent yeah. on some of these campuses. You yeah. know, when we're talking about 
politics and politicians, elected officials, your constituents, depending on, you know, I guess where your, your community is, but mm-hmm. you are dealing with different populations. You're mm-hmm. dealing with different, whether you like them or not, you're dealing with them, right? Right. So it's so interesting to me when I'm looking at these womp womps and these like verbal faux pas, at like how, how is, how is this, how is it like, oh, I didn't know that was not okay to say in 2020, right? <sighs> like, it, well, let's hear, let's hear what you got. So <laughs> I posted this on my page during the week. So the Virginia mayor urged to resign after saying Biden picked Aunt Jemima as his VP. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that, I was like, I mean, Aunt Jemima, like, first of all, first of all, uh, Kamala looks nothing like an Aunt Jemima. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not even saying if she did, it would no, be okay. No, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. You see it, what I'm not saying? Even, it's, the, it, it's, it's purely, it has to be a purely, a joke based purely in the color of her skin and racism because... It's not even like she has any type of resemblance to anything that would even resemble no. or, or consider a past, like a pastime mammy or anything yes. of that nature. And I never yeah. in my life seen Kamala with a scarf around her head. No. To I, say I, the least. <laughs> I so, have not either. So never. what else could it be? Exactly. So this guy's name, because I don't even he doesn't he doesn't get have the the right to be called by whatever his ele- elected post is. Mm. So uh, Barry Pressgraves. Barry Pressgraves was the name of the mayor. He's the mayor of Luray, uh, in Virginia. And he, and as as a Virginia native, I just want to say uh, none of this is shocking to me. But go go carry on. Because <laughs> you know, because you know, you know the you know your people, I, not I your know, people, but you I, yes, know the people. I know them people. Mm-hmm. You know them. You know mm-hmm. them. Them people. And Absolutely. yeah. So it's like Biden announces his, you know, um, his running mate and his this this guy, Mr. Pressgraves quote is um, just announced Aunt Jemima. Biden just announced. uh, No, Joe Biden just announced Aunt Jemima as his running mate. Like like you said, like the basis for this statement is nowhere, which means you were being shady. You were being racist blatantly racist like how do you step out on a public platform as an elected official as a mayor and say that joe biden just elected aunt jemima for his running mate because that's why the people of the elected him they, they elected him um you know exactly for this because he has this type of mindset and he does re- and he represents you know, the mindset of his constituents, uh, you know, for a vast majority of his constituents, uh, you know, and people think, you know, especially when, you, when you're dealing with a black woman, um, people 100% think that 100% rather think that you can disrespect, um, disregard um, black women um, with absolutely no repercussions at all. You know what I mean? Like no one's been taught to respect black women. No one's been taught to to give half of a damn about them at all. So for you to be for you to be able to come out, you know, as a mayor of this podunk town down in Virginia and make this statement about this woman who has more accomplishments in her pinky toenail than you have <laughs> in your entire life, you know, and just to, rel- to to relegate her, you know, to just and we'll talk more about well, I'll stand more for Kamala later, but you know, mm-hmm. to relegate her to just a, a black mammy character 
you know, because that's what you see all black women as. It just speaks to the type of person that you are, speaks to the type of mentality that this that state has and this country at large has, unfortunately. Um, and it's just, it's disgusting. I feel like I say that all the time. I feel like that's my, that's my, my favorite word on this show. But there's no other way to describe a lot of the conduct that's like going on, especially in coming coming from elected officials. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. We're not living in the time of To Kill a Mockingbird anymore, right? We're not. It's like oh, I really you can guarantee in Lou Ray, Virginia, they are. Oh my gosh, it's like a time warp and a time capsule. Correct, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Lou Ray's biggest, the, the, what they're known for, um, is their uh, Lou Ray Caverns. Um, which is like this, it's beautiful. It's a, it's, the, it's in the Western part of Virginia and it's like mm-hmm. this huge, like, um, cave, but it has like, st- um, like the, you know, stalactites and stalagmites and the mm-hmm. running pond and rivers and stuff inside of it. So it's beautiful, but obviously that's also cold town, cold. And you know what I mean? It's that's, mm-hmm. that's heavy. It's heavy Trump, Trump, Trumpity Trump. It's okay. damn near West Virginia. You know what Trump I'm saying? Country. Yes. So that's how they, that's how they think. So they 100% are in a, in a time warp, as you said. Um, and that comes from lack of interaction with, with, with black people outside of what it is that you see on TV or what, you know, you remember your, your grandpappy and your grandmammy talking about, you know, back in the day and just having those type of, those, those type of beliefs about black mm-hmm. people just passed down generation to generation, you know, and if Kamala is an Anjumama, I mean, there's no hope for the rest yeah, of us. Then who am I? <laughs> right. If Kamala's on Jemima, who I'm a, am I? <laughs> you know, so crazy times. That, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. That's what they say. That is true, though. That is true. Okay. Well, yeah. So he was the he was the womp womp for me because I was just like, like who, like I mean, you be be racist, be whatever, but really, on Jemima, at least like put up some accuracy. Yeah, put up some actually, and put, put up some accuracy. effort too. Like, come on, like Aunt this Mama. It's low hanging fruit right here. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Exactly. Like, at least, at least if you're gonna insult, like that's what actually uh, ennerves me at times. <laughs> if you're gonna insult, at least put a little effort into the in- insult, right? Give yeah. me something good, <laughs> Aunt Jemima. Like that's the yeah. best that you can come up with. Trey Lane, very ridiculous. <laughs> Oh, man. So before we get into the meat of the show, I do have a word from our sponsors. So My Secret Organics is a natural skincare company. They source their products straight from Africa and test their products with people like you and me for quality. Check out their website at www.mysecretorganics.com and join their mailing list for 10% off everything you shop. So guys, again, I know last week I had talked about it. Make sure you go over to the website. Right now we're 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 in this this era of supporting black businesses, buying black. And it's not just about buying black, it's about buying quality black. I think that that's really the key phrase that we got to focus on, quality black. So you definitely want to check out this website if you want quality skincare products that are tested on people like you and me. So now Paul to resume our conversation from last week. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, what do we want to start first? Do we want to ease it, ease into um, the, the, I guess, the real convo? Because I feel like the Kamala conversation is probably the bulk. 
do we want to start off with that or do we want to talk? Yeah, I know we left off uh, wanting to talk about Nick Cannon, Kanye. Yeah, let's um, get let's get them out of the way because I don't want to give them too much time anyway. Because yeah. that's that's what the problem is now. They the, these type of Negroes get too much. Um, they get too much airtime. Too much shine. Too much yeah. shine. So go ahead. Yeah. So <laughs> last week, <laughs> last week we were going to talk about Nick Cannon um, saying that Kanye West has his presidential um, vote and that we need another black man in office. And when I had seen that, I was just like, I mean, yes, you might argue that we need another black man in office. I, I mean, even that has its, you know, that's a conversation right there to begin with. And I'll, 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 I'll gladly address it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a conversation already that we, that Nick Cannon is telling us that Correct. we need another black man in the office. But the fact that you think that black man is Kanye West. You're correct. Is problematic for me. Yeah. Very problematic. Yeah. 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 Like you know, what's that? That saying, Issa, Issa Rae I'm, I'm rooting for everybody black. Yeah, we well, can't I'm, do that. I, yeah, I don't know about. All that. I'm rooting for everybody black. That's also that's, that's down for black people. <laughs> down for black people. Sensible yeah. marbles Sensible. are in the right place, positioned properly in the brain. Correct. <clears throat> yeah, like you know, Nick. Like you know what I'm saying. I think that. Kanye West is not fit to be the president of the hair club for men or the Alvin and Chipmunks fan club, let alone the president of the United States. And as somebody who seemingly, you know, has great business savvy and who has, you know, all of their faculties and their functions about them. I'm really like shocked that I won't say shocked, but it just, it's, it's really shocking. Let's put it that way that, you know, Nick Cannon and men like him, you know, would, spew something like that that is so like you know that can that has a propensity to be so harmful in this election cycle like you know we talked about this a little bit offline but obviously like kanye is being used as an operative uh you know for the republican party to try to stifle or split the vote um amongst the black community um for the democratic ticket you know trump's cronies are out here they're 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 pushing him pushing um, Kanye and forging signatures in, in certain swing states to try to get Kanye on the ballot, to try to siphon off some of those votes and try to ensure that, um, you know, Trump gets another term. Um, and I believe Kanye himself has acknowledged this. <laughs> am, I, am, I, am I right about that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, he I just admitted sure. it. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, these men like Nick Cannon, the baby also came out this weekend, you know, and said that he was going to, you know, vote for, for, for Kanye. And don't get me wrong. I don't look to Nick Cannon. I don't look to the baby for my, you know, political <laughs> theory, political thought, but you know, there are a lot of young black men and women um, who do look to these guys um, because they have celebrity status. They, they, they think that that automatically means that they have, you know, a level of intellect about these topics, um, you know, that they don't necessarily possess and they probably shouldn't really be speaking on with the type of platform that they have, you know? And that's my problem though with these people, because my thing is, listen, um, again, you know, we go through this all the time, just, you know, whether you went to college or not, doesn't mean that you can't be informed and, and, you know, involved in politics and understand intricacies of these, you know, the processes and things of that nature. However, the baby, um, I mean, Nick Cannon does a lot of pontificating and a lot of like, you know, uh, setting himself up to be this sort of spokesperson on Correct. 
the community, you know? And it's funny because I'm like, I'm just thinking, Nick, I remember you from um, Nick Jr., right? All that um, and Wildin' Out. Wildin' Out, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I yeah. mean, I can't, I'm not saying that you can't be woke, but even in the things that you've said, some of it is kind of like, you need, a, you need a couple more years. You need to get back in the oven and cook a little longer. It's hotepery. Exactly, hotepery. Yeah. He's yeah. he's straight up hotep, right, with the turbans and all. <laughs> yes, but <laughs> the baby, it's like, I mean, man, come on, like, like, come on, right? You know, like, let's. I don't, I don't mind people taking a stand on certain things, but certain, but this right here, it's like, let's be, let's be. You clearly don't understand the responsibility of the presidency if you think that Kanye West is fit now. I could understand why some people might be like whatever about it because we have Agent Orange in the White House who clearly isn't fit. But there's still a difference. Yeah, but that shouldn't, Kanye, be, that shouldn't be the barometer. Like we don't need to be out yeah, here measuring, true. you know, that's what true. we're doing based on what they're doing because they don't give a damn. We that is true. Supposed to give a damn. That is <laughs> true. That's true. We're supposed to be. We're supposed to actually hold people to standards, even if. And I think that's a good point that you made. Just because Donald Trump is in the White House, that is not now the standard of, well, if he could do it, anybody like who who are we to stop Kanye? We're look, we're not looking for another four years of debauchery and mayhem. And that's exactly what a Kanye West would do. He's not stable. And that's not even on jokes on him. He's actually not stable. And could you imagine a Kanye West presidency? It would be it would be precisely like this one if if, if not if not worse to be quite honest with you, um, because at least Donald Trump is able to be you know manipulated <laughs> and used by other people. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think Kanye if Kanye was ever given that type of power, I don't think Kanye would listen to anyone. I no. think Kanye would do whatever the hell he wanted to do. Um, and I and I think that you know what what's happened is the the presidency. You know, and I'm not saying that any president has been a perfect person, you know, because clearly that's that's not the truth, mm-hmm. you know, but like the presidency has now become like a, 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 the, the big ego stroke. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like the big narcissistic post. It's like, you know, I, Trump got this spot. He didn't, you know, he stayed in the race just because he was getting attention. And that's what he likes. He's a narcissist. Mm-hmm. Kanye is also a narcissist. Kanye has talked at, at length about how he admires Trump and things of that nature. Um, you know, and it's just like what we don't want. It's the, the, the like you just said, the, the, the barometer uh, is not, you know, what Trump can do it. Anyone can do it. No, the presidency is not a job that anyone, that just anyone can do. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the issue. And we're, we're getting to these places. Now you have these people, these guys, or whatever, who are supposed to be about, you know, black liberation and, you know, helping the community and, you know, telling us the things that we need to hear so that we can better ourselves. You know what I mean? Giving out this false misguided information and these false misguided narratives and these false misguided opinions based on what? I don't I don't even know what it's based on. Like the fact that we need another black male president. Sure we do. We need another black male president. We need a black woman president. We need a Latin, you know, a Latinx president one day, Latinx, you know, uh, Asian American president, gay, you know, president. We need, we need all that. You know what I mean? But it's it's not just any any old body. It's not yeah, just yeah. oh any black man. Let's just throw him in office. No, you know what I mean. That's not the way that it works. Just like it shouldn't be any old white man just throwing office. Mm-hmm. Even, even though that's what we got now, we really do have any old white man <laughs> in, in the White House. You know what I'm saying? But like, we, we have to have standards. You know. <laughs> 
We got a random in the White House, people. Yeah. A random. And I think it's disrespectful to our to our to our intellect, you mm-hmm. know, and to our intelligence, to our political acumen to just think that we'll just elect anybody because they're because they're black. Yeah. You know, like we didn't elect Barack Obama just because he was black. We elected him because he was smart, he was savvy. Um, he had a highly intelligent wife, um, um, you know, a beautiful, beautiful family. Um, you know, and, and, and he knew what he was talking about. He knew what his strengths were. He knew what his weaknesses were. Um, and that is why we put him in, in office. You See, know, that's the problem though, Paul, I, I, you and I, and our, you know, maybe our like-minded friends and family members correct, put him in the office or elected him to be in the office because of his acumen and his intelligence and his, you know, strategic nature and all these other things. Right. A lot of black people <laughs> put him in the office because he was black. And you know what? You you right. You are absolutely right. Let me. You're absolutely right. Let me take a step back. Go <laughs> because ahead. that's Go why ahead. we talk have talking shit. <laughs> Listen, because that's why we have. I mean, <laughs> Barack Obama came out, and you got. I mean, people it was mad complaints in the black community. I thought that we had a black president. You know, things were going to be better for us, that this was going to happen and that was going to happen. Black people were like, man, we finally got a black man in the White House. They didn't know nothing about his policies. Some of them didn't even know he was ever like a senator before. They ain't know nothing about um, mm-hmm. him going to Ivy League schools or 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 they didn't know anything except for whatever they got from SNL. And whatever they might have heard in the streets, but all they or whatever Jeezy put in his song about his, you know, my president's black, my Lambo's blue. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> outside, American anthem. Exactly. Yeah. Outside of that, a lot of black people voted for him because it was that I never in my life thought I would see the day where there was a black president. We don't care about his politics mm-hmm. right now because they are. And, and the other thing, too, is I think they assume that because he's black there. Their politics, whatever that is, because they don't have politics either. They just have, I don't know, random ass ideas. Mm-hmm. They thought that their random ass ideas were going to be in line with Barack's random ass ideas because they're like, well, he's black and I'm black. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely going to have our back. Right. So that was a rhyme. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the Jeezy. The Jeezy spirit. The, the Jeezy. The Jeezy's inspiring me today. <laughs> but, you know, so that's the problem. And so now... It was just like with the Trump presidency. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, these Haitians out here in Miami or whatever were like, you know, Trump went down and uh, there was allegedly some sort of voodoo ceremony that he was in. And they were what? like, well, you know, well, Hillary was stealing money and whatever. And Trump came down there saying all sorts of like stuff. And the fact that he's a businessman and, you know, these Haitians are like, well, you know, we 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 are all about entrepreneurism and we're all about, you know, um, you know, uh, ventures and and business and this guy is about business so i'm a business person so i'm gonna vote for a guy who's about business and he said that he was gonna you know have hillary bring give back all the money back to haiti or whatever the case is and then then you have a whole coalition of haitians wanting to vote i know i know some educated you know haitian Mm -hmm. people who voted for him why oh well he's a businessman and you know our our economy needed boosting and we believe that he was going to do it He's savvy. He's business savvy. So that's why. So it's like people have all of these random ass reasons as to why. It's never, for the majority of the country, it's never about actual politics and and intelligence. It's just like, oh. And that's sad. And I guess that's why you got 
people like Nick Cannon and DaBaby lobbying for Kanye West. For Kanye West. Yeah. I, I mean, you actually did make a, you made a very good point um, because a lot of people certainly did vote for, um, you know, President Obama because of, because he was black. Um, you know, but and, and I think that luckily that worked out for us <laughs> in 20 in 2008 and 2012 because he did have you know all the the actual experience and the um uh you know the the the, the political um acumen to actually back it up but I, I think now what we have now in 20 2008 that we uh what we have now in 2020 that we didn't have back then however is uh, we had social media, but I don't think it was to the level that it is now. No, no. Um, you know, we didn't have, uh, you know, Russian interference with our elections. We didn't have, you know, the McCain campaign. Well, you know, they certainly, you know, pulled out all the stops when it came to like dog whistling, gaslighting, racism and things of that nature, too. But at least we didn't have like, you know, uh, Russian interference and mm-hmm. uh, people, you know, and memes. We didn't have we didn't have the meme scholars, you know, <laughs> circulating all the um all, all all the misinformation. So I think now because uh, of you know what's going on with social media, it's even it's even tougher. You know what I mean to ensure that people because people are going to vote. People are going to vote for Kanye just based off of you know that you yeah. know off of memes and off of you know the celebrity um and what you see on social media. You know, so I'm, I do, I do, I think that Kanye is going to have like a real, I don't think he's, he's obviously not going to win any states and he's not going to be on every ballot, you know, but I'm just, I'm just concerned that, you know, there are people out here who just take this whole voting thing lightly, you know, Mm -hmm. they're like, well, my vote doesn't count. And I always say, well, if it doesn't count, then why is the federal government trying to try and everything? Why, why, why is, why are they doing everything they can do to, to, to stop you guys? Exactly. Why are they pulling up the, the mailboxes? Out of the Did ground. you see that? Did you yeah. see that? I saw the yeah. pile of mailboxes. I have yeah. never in my life seen such a thing. And it's true. It's, I mean, it's, it's true what you're it's, saying. It's like we're living in a movie. It's like we're really living in like one of those it's like not- fascist, fascist, like dystopian 1984 Orwell. Yes. This is a book. Yeah, and I, I need to go back into these, you know, these books that I used to read in high school. Oh, yeah. Just to be like, let me start, let me start taking notes so that I can see what next, the month of September is going to look like. Listen, our 10th grade <laughs> English teachers really deserve their flowers because they Listen. were trying to tell us, you know, a long time with like Fahrenheit 451, yep. Yep. 1984. They were trying to get us ready. Yep. <laughs> They, so. they, they certainly was. And it's funny because, I mean, on a little tangent, I had went back and like ordered all of those books. Um, I had took it, taken AP mm-hmm. English. And so we had to read a lot of these, like, you know, Heart of Darkness and, and books like that. Right. Um, Faulkner. Faulkner had a lot of weird, as you know, we, I think it was As I Lay Dying, I think mm-hmm. was one of the books. So mm-hmm. I was going back and I was actually reading a lot of these books. Um, who was the other? Now that's, oh, Ka- uh, Kafka. The Kafka books. I don't know if mm-hmm. you had read any of the Kafka books. I don't think so. No. Oh my, you should. I'll send you a link. But okay. these are like, like again, very weird, very. And you know, as as a as a kid, you're reading these things like I don't know. Now as an adult, I'm like, oh my god, I I went through all of that for this moment right here. <laughs> they were trying to tell us. They were trying to tell us. Ridiculous. Oh Absolutely. my gosh. Um, okay, so I think we're done. We put a pin in the Kanye thing. I mean, he's he's outed himself. Yes. As a as a Republican operative. It is what it is, but we still gonna have the likes of Nick Cannon and them. 
um, supporting Kanye. They're probably going to write him in on the ballot, if anything. Um, Trash, go to hell. Next yeah. topic. Next topic. So, <laughs> you know, you say Kamala, I say Kamala. It's like potato, potato, tomato, tomato. I don't know what it, the hell the real name is, is. It is It is Kamala. Okay. Okay. Don't, Kamala. Don't, don't I say do Kamala. Don't do Tucker Carlson's work for him. Don't do Fox News's work for them. No, but you know, as a Caribbean, like Kamala is like what is what sounds like Kamala. Like that's well, what I mean. And as a black person, like you know, when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, that's Kamala." You know what I mean? Because it yeah, sounds see, we, like we come from different perspectives when it like comes to cousin. these names. No, I mean, no, no, I'm saying, I mean, Kamala. That's what I meant. I mean, it's, okay. I'm, like, I'm looking. I'm like, well, it sounds like they look like Kamala because you know, I know a lot of Tamalas and you know <laughs> Kamalas and you know, but no, it is, it is, it is Kamala. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to say Kamala. I'm not even going to play myself. Because hey, in my listen, mind... As long I, as you vote, yes, vote, I, vote, vote for Kamala, Kamala, whoever. Kamala, Kamala. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it's my mom I'm hearing my mother, Kamala. Did you see Kamala, Rita? Kamala? Yes, like, absolutely. Yeah, I saw, I I saw Kamala. <laughs> I understand. Oh, my gosh. So, speaking of it, so last week we were going to get on the topic of... Uh, I'm, I'm going to try, try to do right by her. You know, she... I would... I, I'm going to try to do right. Uh... Kamala. Um, we were going to talk about Kamala and Susan Rice, and we were trying to figure out which one of the two would be the best pick. And then Sleepy Joe Biden came out with his uh, with his I'm his not pick. Do Sleepy Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> came out with his pick and like totally upended our conversation because we were like we're about to get into this but um i'm happy that it happened though because now we have so much other things to talk about with respect to kamala and her vice presidency so i'm gonna give a rundown on some of the issues right that i've encountered over this last week in terms of topics and i mean (laughs) To be a black person in this country is certainly a task. A tiresome, stony road to trod. Yes, it is certainly. No matter what aspect, to be a black person, not just a black woman, a black person, period. Because right now, what we're seeing happening with Kamala is what was going on with Barack Hussein Obama. Correct. Right? Straight out the playbook. Straight, straight. Like, this is the same. They were like, let's dust it off. Yeah. And let's bring it back for right. Kamala. So <laughs> apparently her birth is birtherism going on here. Um, her birth, her place of birth is being questioned. They're, they're basically questioning her validity, um, whether or not she is eligible to even be vice president. Why? There are rumors that Kamala Harris was born in Canada, therefore making her not a United States a citizen, you know, by birth, therefore meaning she cannot be Joe Biden's pick. So, you know, I was, you know, I did some research, obviously. I knew she was born in Oakland, but, you know, I'm like, listen, I don't know where this is coming from. Let me, like, where'd they get Canada of all places? Right. So she was born in, 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 in pretty much raised in Oakland. And then for high school, she went to, um, you know, she went to high school in Montreal, Canada, and she did her years there. And then after that, she went to Howard. She went back. She came back to the United States. Um, so people are literally legit questioning her birth, you know, trying to dig up to see where where was Kamala born. So there's that that's happening right now. 
Um, her obvious, you know, record as a prosecutor and things of that nature, that's being brought up, you know, whether or not she's pro-black, um, that's like a big rhetoric that's happening right now. Is she, is she for the people? Is she pro-black? They don't think so. And I have my opinions on that too. I don't think she's necessarily pro-black, like the way that people expect her to be, but she's also half black. She's also, her mother is Indian and that's who raised her. So there's like, there's a lot of, you know, differences and there's a lot of, I think, points as to why she might come off the way she might come off. So that's that. Mm -hmm. Then there is this campaign, which I've seen with my own eyes. And it's always the black people who start these things. There's like a campaign to prove her blackness, like this idea that she's not black enough. So we have been seeing pictures being dug out from the day she was online as an AKA her Howard days, her short, her short pixie cut hairs, pictures of her hanging out with her black Jamaican grandmother. Like all of that has been pushed. And I've been seeing posts like, if y'all don't think she's black, look at this. If y'all don't think she's this, look at this. And it's funny because I have friends from the D9 circles and the HBCU circles. I am not either. I did not go to uh, an HBCU, uh, HBCU, nor am I uh, a member of the D9. But, you know, my relatives are, my family is, I've been involved in that world probably for a good portion of my life. So I'm very Mm -hmm. familiar. Mm -hmm. Um, But from the people that I've been in contact with and communicating with, there's like a slight there where they're like, Kamala has, like, they have never seen her throw up a pinky in any of her pictures. For those of you who don't know what the pinky is, like the AKAs, you know, they, every, each and every one of these groups have like, you know, some hand signs that they throw up. Right. And so the pinky uh, turning up the pinky, I guess is, is just a symbol or part of the symbolism um, with, with, within the realm of the alpha Kappa alphas. And so they're like, we've never seen her put up a pinky. We barely ever see her wear pink. She's never, we barely ever see or ever really see her talk about like we, like one, one of my friends actually went through her entire Facebook or entire Instagram and there was nothing alpha Kappa alpha related there, not even her status or anything else. Whereas Keisha Lance bottoms is always, you know, ooping and always, you know, whether wearing her red or throwing up the diamond or whatever, um, in, you know, pictures and whenever she gets with her sorors, like she, like she's shouting everybody out. Whereas, uh, Kamala has done nothing of the sort, allegedly. And then there's the HBCU connect. Well, she's a bison. We've never seen her wear a bison hat or a bison t-shirt. So a lot of people from that community, the HBCU community and the D9 community, which is the divine nine community, which is the black, um, Greek organizations, feel that she's an opportunist. She's only connecting HBCU or connecting uh, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated when it's convenient for her, but she's not truly representative of those organizations. And so there's a big backhand discussion even about that. So with that being said, I know that you are the biggest Kamala fan, even before there was a pick for now, um, hold VP. on, hold on, hold on. You put I, a lot on, you put a lot on me. I, I listen, sir, I watch your Facebook post, okay? No, <laughs> I mean, let me let me be clear, you know what I mean? I, I am, I, I'm very happy that Kamala Harris, um, was elected, um, excuse me, or um, tapped to be Joe Biden's running mate. Mm-hmm. Um, and that she um, will be the first, um, you know, black female um, and first black um, 
yeah, first black female vice president. But I think that I am just an advocate for black women. And I just saw the, 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 the way that she's being dragged through. I don't necessarily agree with all her politics at all. And she's, and we've talked about this on the pod, on the podcast before too. Mm-hmm. My, my pick for president was, was Elizabeth Warren. You know, it of wasn't, course, yes. yeah, it, it wasn't Kamala, but what I am, what, what, it's not necessarily that I'm, I'm the biggest fan of her, but I'm the least I biggest like fan <laughs> of watching. <laughs> I'm the least biggest fan of watching, you know what I'm saying? Like black women get dragged, you know, just for being black and for being excellent and for being just, just for being and not being, and, and not being, and being held to more stringent standards than what we have even for the presidential candidate himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big, I, you know what I mean? So we can get into this conversation, you know what I mean? But like, I feel like you a big fan of Kamala Harris. I'm a, but I'm I understand, but I understand where you're coming from, though. Yeah, I understand I'm that. A, I, yeah, I'm a big. I am a big fan of of, of hers because I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan of black women, and I don't like to see. I don't like to see people like just drag y'all for no reason and just be disrespectful and sexist and disgusting. I don't like it at all. That I agree with you with that. I mean, but see, it's but. Isn't by saying you're a fan of Kamala Harris because she's a black woman almost the same as that uh, everybody black um, idea? Just just off the rip because Kamala Harris, um, I I don't agree that she should be dragged in the manner that she's being dragged because it's not happening to other people who actually deserve to be dragged more. Correct. I do believe that she should. I mean, I believe that all of these politicians are you know, political hopefuls or whatever should mm-hmm. be dragged at an equal playing field. Of course. So if and, you're if you drag, wanna, and, yeah. and if you want to, and if people want to, you know, question, you know, things about her that are based in, in fact and in logic um, and in, in, in her record, you know, I'm perfectly fine with that. She's running for public office. She should be scrutinized just like mm-hmm. everyone else should be. Yeah. But this whole conversation that we're having right, right now, just about, you know, is she black enough? Is she, where was she really born? Well, she never, yeah. you know, she's an AKA, but we never see her wear pink or throw up a pinky. Well, she went to an HBCU. We never hear her talk about Howard. Is she really black enough? Well, hell, I don't wear Hampton gear. I I, I went to Hampton. You know, I went to HBCU. Mm-hmm. I swear, I think I might own maybe one t-shirt from Hampton. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not a Greek. I'm not a member of D9 either, but I have plenty of friends who are members of D9. And when they were young and when they were on the yard, you know, they had their line jacket on you know, every day, you know, and they were strolling and throwing up, you know, their, their, their signs and stuff like that. But, you know, as, you know, 35 and 36 year old men and women and, you know, Kamala as a 55 year old, like woman, you know what I mean? Like they kind of put that, you know, I want, it's always in their heart, but they're not out here, you know, wearing, wearing their colors at every chance they get, you know, either. You know what I mean? Um, So those are the things that I I have issues. Like I, 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 I have issues with like, scrutinizing them for that scrutinizing mm-hmm. her for for things of that nature now if you want to talk about her prosecutorial record you want to talk about her senate record you want to talk about her ag record you know mm-hmm. anything you know you can talk about all those things you can scrutinize her for, for a lot of that but even those things need to be based in fact you know yeah we know as as former black prosecutors you know what i'm saying like this notion that you know a black prosecutor has the same privilege or or even goes after a prosecutorial job for the same reason that other people who mm-hmm. are not black might is laughable. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, and as a woman, how many times have you dealt with, did you deal with like cops or deal with other people who just wouldn't even like, didn't, didn't give you any type of respect or, or anything, even if you were a damn prosecutor. 
Not at all. No respect. Correct. They thought I was help. Yes. And I know I've been pulled over. I've been stopped and first. I've been searched. I've been illegally stopped. All that, all while being a prosecutor and announcing it to the police officers. You think they gave a damn? They did not. So I just think that it's 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 misinformed. Um, you know, for people to just automatically assume that because one is a prosecutor, that all you do is throw black people in jail. Mm-hmm. Now we was the ones trying to keep us out of jail. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at least from at least from what my experience was. Um, and, and I would say that would be the experience for most, you know, she was a San Francisco DA, like that's a large city. Now I can't speak to these little rural towns, mm-hmm. you know, where obviously there is this relationship of DA officers being in the pocket of the police and this and that. But like, you know, if you, if you really check the facts, like, you know, she, all this progressive DA and this, in this bit of reform, you know, that we see going on, she was one of the first DAs to spearhead that back in like 2006. So all this stuff that we're talking about now she actually was the, the main champion for it, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that that's where my, that's where my, if you see me standing or fanning or, or however you want to call it, or like being like, I, I, y'all ain't going to mess with Kamala on my watch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think it, it, it stems from, you know, the fact that, you know, y'all people are just making these assumptions about her that I can identify and relate to, you know what I mean? Because her life experience, it, it, it kind of does, it is similar to, to mine. Um, you know, and it's just based in, in misconceptions and stereotypes and just non-truths, you know, mm-hmm. and I just don't want us to go down that boat or, or, you know, the same, the same route that we went down in 2016 mm-hmm. and end up right back in the same pot that we're in right now. Yeah. And I, I mean, I agree with you at that point. I mean, I still, I still have my personal, like whether she, like this whole conversation of whether she's black enough, mm-hmm. um, I, <sighs> I mean, I don't even understand. It doesn't matter what color <laughs> she is, not. to be honest. You know what I mean? She could have been, she could have been, you know, Asian. I don't know. Like this whole black, like what exactly is black enough? So are you black or are you not black? I mean, and the thing is, I know it's hard for people who do have, who are uh, biracial mm-hmm. because, you know, you want to ignore, especially her mom was not black and that's who yeah. raised her. So it's like, you know, she's, she's, yes, she is black, but she also was, I mean, she's Indian as well. Correct. Yeah. You know, like you can't, we can't take away the fact that she's Indian. Her mom is Indian. Her parent, I think her grandparents were like well-to-do like diplomats or whatever the case is. Like, okay. She's, I didn't know that. Yeah, she's like, she's like, that, like Indian is her culture and heritage really. Um, so there's that as well too. So I, so I, cause I've been seeing some, some of the, the people from the Indian community, like, you know, when people are like, well, she's the first black, like, well, she's first Indian too. Yeah. You know, because they, they're trying to have a little claim to fame as well too. But I think this whole, like, uh, is she black enough? Like, I don't like, for me, that doesn't matter. Like what does, is she black enough matter? Um, I think where people are coming from with that is the fact that it's almost that same idea of like from the Barack times, right. Where it's like, Oh yeah, she's black, but is she? Does she really have our best interest as black people at heart? And me personally, I mean, I don't think that she's. I don't think that she's pro, um, like black in the sense that she's gonna come up in there and like everything's gonna change. You know, like she's gonna change the entire systems. Like she said it herself. Like. And I think that people took that clip and were just like, whoa, what is this? Like, you know, if people think that she's going to come up in here and just be just be supporting black people, maybe she could have found a better way to say it. And maybe that's why it came off to black people. Like, look, look what I'm talking about here. Right. Another one of them. 
Um, I, didn't, I didn't even see this clip. Yeah, I'll send it to you. It was like an interview that she did. And those were like her exact words with the same mm-hmm. attitude and everything. Like, And people were just like, uh, really, Kamala? Or Kamala? Um, so I think that Black people, some of them felt like they got an okey-doke with Barack. But I think it's that expectation we were talking about offline. There is this expectation from Black people that just because you are Black, you automatically are hooking everybody up and that you're automatically the homie and that you're automatically... And I think her track record in terms of... uh, you know, her, her actual body of work, if we look at it, does not, is not in alignment with what, a, with the, what the majority of these Black people are thinking about when they're seeing somebody who is going to be there for them, right? So it's also like, I think there has to be a real education as to what the presidency and vice presidency entail. And what they actually can and can't do, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> there are limits to this. And so, yeah. you know, I think for me, the sucky part with this whole vice presidency um, with uh, Kamala is that it it really doesn't matter um, who Joe Biden picked. He could have picked Susan Rice. I he could have pe- picked... He could have picked my left foot. He could have picked, yeah, he could have, I always tell him, I'm like, he could have picked Sideshow Bob. He could have picked Ronald McDonald <laughs> or Sideshow Bob, and we would have still voted for him because it's either, but then there are people though who I had posted, you know, this last week, and there are people who were like, they'd rather deal with the devil they know. Like, Trump. Oh, that, that is such bullshit. They were that like, is- Trump is, we know that he's a narcissist. We know that he's this. We like, w- nobody is, is surprised by what Trump does. And I think they're like, we would rather deal with this because we know. There's nothing we can, he can, he can't surprise us with anything. We know what he's like, as opposed to sleepy Joe Biden and um, Kamala locking people up. Harris, which is the rhetoric, like we don't know what they're going to do. So they would prefer to just deal with another four years of a Trump presidency. And then so people want to deal with being stuck in the house, dying and worrying about whether or not, you know, their grandma or grandpa is going to live because of the because of the Rona out yeah. here. You know they would, what I'm they would prefer that because they're like, listen, we can work around that. We already know we can prepare that because is the we know. Shit I've ever heard in my life. And you can quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's on digital, my friend. Everybody's yes. going to quote you on I'm that. <laughs> I'm shit I've ever heard in my life. Like, you know, like people like you say Trump can't surprise you. Never in my life would I imagine that we would be sitting in America during going through a pandemic where the president of the United States is doing absolutely nothing. And people are literally dying. More people have died from coronavirus in America than 9-11. You know what I mean? And we revere and, you know, hold up 9-11 because it was, a, it was obviously it was a horrible tragedy. You know what I mean? And, you know, but, but the president acts like these everyday people, you know, who are dying literally from just walking outside of their homes, not even from a terrorist attack. He's at, at treating it like it's a hoax, moving on as status quo. And who's dying, y'all? Who's dying? People who are questioning Kamala and I mean, yeah, Kamala and Joe Biden, you know, and whether or not she's black enough. Who's dying? Lots of people who you definitely would consider to be black enough. Your aunts, your grandmothers, your 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 daddies and your mamas, your co-workers, your pastors. These people are dying. And the president does not care. The, 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 the administration, rather, excuse me, just doesn't care. So to say that to be so nonchalant and to be so flippant about, you know, voting and about, you know, whether or not this person is the, the lesser of two evils. Like, I'm sorry. They, like, do I think that this presidency, here's what we should do. Yes, we should hold Kamala accountable. Yes, we should hold Joe Biden accountable. 
yes, we need to be quiet. No, excuse me. Yes, we do need to take a step back and vote for them and get them in office so that we can get Donald Trump out of office. And then as soon as election night is over, we need to be knocking on Biden's door, knocking on Ms. Harris, Mrs. Harris's door, and we need to hold them accountable for getting them as black people over the something and getting them into the White House. It doesn't mean that we don't hold them accountable. But at this point, we're, we're really in a, in a situation where what could be next? Like we're literally, Americans are literally dying, you know, of a, of a, of a pandemic that this country is doing absolutely nothing about. Mm-hmm. So for me, like, you know, and you're not just voting for Joe Biden. Ruth Bader Ginsburg is on her last leg. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Last if, toe. Last toe, literally. You know what I'm saying? We got to get him out or else we're going to have a conservative. Um, everyone who's listening to this, we're going to have a conservative court for the rest of our lives, for the rest of the at least for the time that we're alive, because people are young enough to to live for the rest of our lives. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It's true. We're uh, voting for an attorney general. You know what I'm saying? We have an attorney general now who lies. Uh, we had Jeff Sessions, who was a complete racist. Lies you know like what I mean? Dog. Like we are voting. There's, there's just so many other things that we are, you know, concerned about the United Postal System. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's so many other things that we're voting for right now that you know, we have a better chance of getting to where we want to get to and getting the progressive agendas that, that we want if we have a Democrat, know, yeah. A Democrat, yeah, at least someone who's a who's a moderate and not just a far right, you know, mm-hmm. conservative in, in office. You yeah. know, so it's it's not the lesser of it's not the lesser of two evils. You know, in in, in power- that grand scheme of things, I think that, that that's where it is. Um on my live this week, Sal um, shout out to Sal. We went to St. John's together. He's always, you know, always paying attention to like the show and everything. And he he brought that up on the live on Thursday that because, mm-hmm. you know, there was that question, like, is it is it like a lot of people are opting not to vote this year, like as they did the last time as well. Right. With the Hillary Clinton. They're like, I'm just not going to vote. Right. And he he mentioned that specific uh, point that we have two seats that we need to make sure in the Supreme Court that, you know, we ensure that those two seats are liberal seats. Right. And not, you know, not Republican seats, not conservative seats. Um, and so I think that, you know, as as people are campaigning and are talking about get out and vote, I think that those intricacies are what needs to be played out and Hard highlighted. Done. Yeah. Yeah. It can't even, just be even get out from and the vote. Ca- even from the campaign, even from the Biden Harris campaign, they mm-hmm. need to hop on that. Yeah. It yeah. can't just be get out and vote. It has to be because because you're not going to get people like that because people are like, my vote doesn't count anyway, especially in New York. Right? Like, oh, we live in New York. We don't need to vote. It's not whatever. Um, but a lot of people are just like, you know, I don't care for uh, Kamala and sleepy Joe Biden. We don't care about them. So at this point, we're screwed anyways. Let the, let the chips fall where they may. Not knowing that there are greater agendas and greater things at stake by not, by not ensuring that the White House is a, demo, is a blue White House and not a red White House. So mm-hmm. I think, and you know, maybe, I'll, I'll, maybe we can like try to focus more on this, whether it be through social media or whatever on this platform. But I think that that's what needs to be highlighted. If yeah, we do I, not, I agree. Yeah. If we don't vote and if we don't have a blue house, this is what will happen. Yeah. Because I, I you know, and I, and, and I can understand, like I, like I was saying, like, I'm not saying not to hold them accountable. Yeah. And, and you know, all these promises that they're making, things and they should hold them accountable to that. But right now we ain't going to get nowhere near the goal line. You know what I'm saying? If, we don't get Trump out of office, and best believe, you know, eat what you know. There's there's Don Jr. 
there's Ivanka, who, mark mm-hmm. my words, is 100% going to run for president. Ivanka of course. Trump is definitely going to run for president. And she's going to give whoever the Democratic candidate is a run for their money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's she's the one actually that we, smart. <laughs> that's the one we need to be on the lookout for. Yep, that's, she's you know actually smart. We have got <laughs> so. to stop this Trump dynasty right now in mm-hmm. his tracks so that we can get somebody in there to prosecute all of them. Yep. Jared, Ivanka, Don Jr., uh, Eric, all of them. Put them, prosecute them all, <laughs> so that we can put a into this. If not, well, this is a this is a a cancer that's just going to grow. Oh yeah, yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head with yeah. We, this is something that we need to focus. They need to focus on all the other implications um, that 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 um you know that not voting or not voting blue can have. And also, they also need to hit <clears throat> on voting locally. Because like you said, mm-hmm. a lot of these things that you're, that a lot of people are like, you know, well, she's not going to do this and he's not going to do that. Well, they really don't even have the, the the purview to do those things. Those are the things that your governors and your mayors and that your DAs and your judges. Those are the, the you know, if you want to change criminal justice reform in your community, in your town, yes, we need it nationwide. You know what I mean? But you can make a change just by voting for mm-hmm. your DA. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, we know that from, for, from being in Brooklyn. Yep. <laughs> You know what I mean? You saw so, the changes that happened there. Immediately. <laughs> you know? Ex- yeah. It happened expeditiously. Expeditiously. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, like, I, again, you know, I I am a Kamala fan. I don't care. I'll you say are. it. I mean, listen, and you and you yeah. puff your chest out when you say that. You yeah, know I'm going to say it with my chest. I am. You know what I mean? Because I'm not a Trump fan. And I know that, you know, I, and just for me. Like my experiences with black women, it's in my own career, like it, it it's itself. Like I owe damn near every opportunity that I have had, you know, professionally to to black women. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I just know that you know black women get shit done. They clean, you know, like y'all, you know, it's, it's unfair sometimes. Y'all always gotta be the one to go clean up everybody else's mess. But damn it, y'all do such y'all 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 the best at at it. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? So on behalf of black women everywhere. <laughs> Yes, yeah, I, I, I know. You know what I mean? So, like, <clears throat> I'm gonna be a fan of hers, and you know, when and when I see people talking shit about stuff that don't matter, you know what I'm saying? I'm 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 definitely gonna I'm definitely gonna say something. Yeah, I mean, and I, and, I, and that's why I respect you to be. You know, I respect you uh, when it comes to that because you know you have your beliefs, you have your your sentiments, and it's not like they're misplaced. You know, because w- the one thing I always tell people is that it's politics at the end of the day. Yes. You know, I might have my reasons for like my reasons for, I'm, I wouldn't say that I don't, so I'm not going to support her. I'm still going to vote, no, of course. but you, you know, but in terms of like, if we're talking about the real behind the onion layers or whatever, I'm like, I don't really know if she's going to do what y'all think she's going to do for us people. But at the end of the day, again, but, the, but it's that's politics. Based, that's what I'm saying. You, but your opinion is based on the yeah, politics. Yeah. You're not sitting yeah. here saying, well, I don't think she's black enough because she's light skinned. Yeah, you know no, yeah, that rhetoric is get is getting us nowhere, and that's where yeah. our community is where it's at when it comes to that. We don't focus yes. on true <laughs> politics and understanding systems. If somebody were to come out and say, "I don't support her because X, Y, and Z," right? Her politics are not going to be aligned with the black community, and here's why, mm-hmm. you know, because there's this whole idea too, this whole rhetoric that she was selected so that we can elect her. And that could, and I totally believe that that is true because that's how politics work. Yeah, of course it plays a part. That's how politics work. Yeah. People are not just, people are not, merit is, 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 is very low on the totem pole when it comes to things. But I mean, is she meritorious? Of course, look at her track record, look at her accolades and her accomplishments. But I mean, 
this is how politics work. So you have to be selected in order to be elected. That's just how it works. Nobody's just randomly like, oh, let's go to, let's, let's do America's Got Talent for politics. Like nobody's auditioning people for it. Like it's, it's, you know, people have been vetting people even before we knew that they were vetting people for these positions. You know, Kamala was probably preparing most of her life, if not her entire life for a presidency or for something of this caliber, which is why she might have strategically (laughs) went to an HBCU Howard strategically became an AKA strategically like, and there's nothing wrong with that when you have politics on your brain or, or black people. Because she was raised in an Indian household, you know, she she said that she was always raised as a black woman, as a black mm-hmm. girl, that's what her mom said. But because she was like, you know, she was raised predominantly in, a, in an Indian um, ancestry, Indian household. So maybe she went to Howard and she became an AK and all that because she really is about her blackness. She wanted to know more about it and she wanted to become more in touch with it. So maybe she is. Do that too. You know, so, um, you know, so... And I think that, you know, we get into trouble when we even engage or, or get down in this conversation. This. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's like the we're sitting here, like trying to decipher whether or not, you know, why did she go to the HBCU? Is it because she wanted to be more black and identify, which is a legit thing for people who, you know, especially I know a lot of my friends who were biracial, who were like they mm-hmm. didn't they only grew up with the white side mm-hmm. and they wanted to know. And that was the only way that they could immerse themselves or it could have been strategic. I always go with the strategy part because I just know how people who who have always wanted to be political think. Mm-hmm. Right. But even if that is the case, there is nothing wrong with it because that's that's, that's the setup of American politics. Right. Like, this is how. <laughs> Our you have to make smart choices. Up. Yes, you have to. You ha- you might have to make decisions that go against maybe what your people think. Mm-hmm. But again, if we're talking about getting ahead, it's no different in a sense from climbing the corporate ladder in some cases. Correct. Right. So yeah. I think that we need to be a little more cognizant. I'm not saying any of this is right, but I'm saying know where you yeah. live. You live in America. Correct. <laughs> no, we're, you are 100. We are, you are one. I agree with you 100 percent on that. And it's like with us, with black people, there's always like this extra baggage. Like we can't just go out and get a job and be successful. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? We, it's 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 always this double layer of, OK, if you work for if you work for the DA's or you work for government, you know, you're, you're part of the, the oppressive system. Mm-hmm. If you work for a corporate America or you work for, or you pushing capitalism, you know what I mean? And it's like, when. maybe, just maybe we're here because we want to, you know, everybody got to play a game. No matter if you work, if you're a lawyer and you work for the DA's office and you're trying to get in there and change it from the inside, or if you are working a shift job and you're just doing what you got to do to feed your family. And mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And you keep your head down and do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Like we all, we it, it, for black people, it's all the same game sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Luckily, we're in a space now where I feel like we can actually bring our full selves to work. You know what I mean? Like we don't have to necessarily play the quote unquote game as much as we have to anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, let's not act like, you know, our grandmamas and our granddaddies and our parents and even it's us. I say we're probably the last of the generation who didn't have to play a little bit of politics, a little bit of yeah, game. To get had to, to shuck and job a little bit. Right, so that we can be on these platforms now telling y'all, hey, black people, you know, we're beautiful, we got this, we can do what we want to do, you know? So, I don't know. I just think that it's it's a, it's a little, we, we hold black people, and especially black women, again, to these, you know, completely high standards that we don't hold, uh, you know, other people to, yeah. you know? So. Yeah. 
Oh, man. I mean, whenever we, <laughs> they always say, you know, certain things, you always stay away from religion and politics because, you know, <laughs> that's where you really see the sensibility of people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. At work, I definitely don't talk about either one of those things at work. Because you're gonna you're gonna shank somebody. You're gonna sh- yeah. you know, you're gonna shiv somebody. Because yeah. <laughs> it. <laughs> it just gets so frustrating at times. Like I know you cannot have these. Like these cannot be your political standards. Like you know. Like sometimes it's like you have to step back and it's like, like people really think the way that they think, and you know you can't even. <sighs> and we and we've seen some things too. You know what I mean? Like, yep. you know, people who you know literally become like. I always said, you know, uh, you know, I became a prosecutor, like the job rather or the role of prosecutor is to seek justice, not a conviction. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And there's so many people, you know, black and white, let's to be honest, you know what I'm saying? That come into that type of role, you know, just seeking, you know, being ambitious, which is fine, but seeking just conviction, conviction, conviction will do anything, mm-hmm. you know, to get a conviction. I'm, I personally don't know too many black people, you know, who became ADAs or state's attorneys or whatever you want to call them, who, who joined who, who entered that profession for that purpose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we was there to try to figure it out. We're the ones who I had white um, defense attorneys try to tell me, you know, well, you should come down to your offer because you know, you know what it's like being a black man in America. I'm like white woman as a, as a white, you know, white woman telling me this. I'm like, yes, no, but no, please tell me what it's like to be a black man in America. Um, <laughs> Miss Stein, please tell me what it's like, you know? <laughs> and, you know, we just dealt with, you just deal with so many things and, and, you know, and so it's kind of like, it's almost a laughable to me to, for people to think that, you know, being a prosecutor, like that black people as prosecutors have the same type of privilege as our counterparts do in that position. It's just laughable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh man. All right. Well, I think we, I think we accomplished our goal today. <laughs> Did we st- even, even with all that mouth running? Even with all that mouth running, we we accomplished our goal today. Um, You know, and we kept it and we kept it pretty low with the explicitness. I mean, I think we're still gonna have to put an E. Yeah, I think so. But you know, I heard a few shits, and then I remember an asshole and a couple of shits. Yeah, there were a couple, a couple of that, a couple of that going on here. But I mean, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, let's be real. Our kids are playing Fortnite. Our kids are playing 2K. (laughs) Our kids are, you know, like this. I mean, they're listening to Offset. Cardi B. No, I don't even know where the clean versions are for these. For, I went to a, a kid's party one time and let me tell you the amount of explicit lyrics that were being played. Like, so if, if y'all can listen, if y'all can have your kids listen to Offset Cardi B, um, Nicki Minaj, y'all can listen to According to RP. <laughs> I think we're on the lighter end of the stick. We're on a much, much lighter end of the yeah. spectrum. Very, yeah. very light. Nothing that you guys are already seeing in your households in front of your kids anyways. Right. Well, with that being said, so before we end the show, I definitely want to go back and just remind um, our, our listeners about our sponsor, my Secret Organics, which is, again, a natural skincare company. They source their products straight from Africa. They test their products with people like you and me for quality, which is really, really important because I have you know, bought products from different companies and you can tell what's made for black people and what's not made for black people, right? You could tell what's made for our, for, for our skin and what's not. You can tell what's been tested on animals and what's been tested on people. Um, so I think it's really important that we continue to support these businesses. And again, go on and check out their website, www.mysecretorganics.com. Remember to join the mailing list to get your 10% off 
everything you shop. So, Paul, I think this was a really great show today. We didn't know. There was one more thing that I know we wanted to talk about last time, but I feel like that's such an involved topic that I want to just dedicate the show to talking about, you know, the differences between, Af- uh, I guess, American Blacks, Black American, oh, African right. Americans, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Caribbean Americans. <laughs> and I think, because I think that would be a show, an entire show. Like, we can't, you know, throw anything else in that mix. No, yeah, let's let's yeah. do that another time and maybe we can make it like a thing. We can have a couple people. Yeah, um, let's see yeah. what we can do. I think it would yeah, be yeah. great. I mean, we could even maybe even do like a panel. Yeah, that would be dope. Panel. Yeah, that would yeah. be really cool. All right, so we're going to work on that. All right. Um, so thank you so much, Paul, for giving me two weeks in a row back to back. Anytime, anytime I get a chance to to, to publicly uh, stand for Kamala Harris, <laughs> you know, as a president of her, of her fan club, as you put it. <laughs> You, you, know, you might I, as well start that nonprofit with five hundred one c three right now. I am happy to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Black professionals for Kamala. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh man! Well, thank you again, and I mean everyone else. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of According to RP and PB Special. Uh, make sure that you. Follow us on social media, according to RP. Make sure that you subscribe to our plat- our podcast platforms on um, Apple, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. And with that being said, everyone, we will, you know, we expect to hear you back next week. Paul's not going to be here next week, but he'll be, he'll be with you guys in spirit. He'll be with us in Ab- spirit. Absolutely. I'll be, I'll be asleep. <laughs> he'll be asleep. <laughs> He'll be asleep, but in spirit, he'll be dreaming about us. He'll be yes, dreaming about is. the show. There you go. <laughs> so, guys, have a great rest of the week, and we'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. You were listening to According to RP on WJMS Radio. About time you tuned in. Tune in each and every Sunday. I can't wait to come back. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's all on.